Hello and welcome to Lists and Other Things That No One Asked For with Jesse Barbin, your weekly mini podcast with essays and lists about music, TV, books, and in, in general, the painful process of growing up. Thank you for tuning in. It's a new year and frankly that makes me nervous. As we all know, the last few years have been scary and uncertain and I'm afraid to do anything to damage or jinx this brand new year. And I just let the clock change and I just held my breath. After the pandemic and lockdown started, it seemed like everyone kept saying next year will be better, next year will be better. But it was still always just more pandemic and more inflation and more awfulness. 2023 is the year that has felt more like the before times and that has been a relief. It just feels a bit naive or like tempting fate to wish for a better or a happy new year. I guess I will just wish for another year. Um, please just let us all exist in a similar fashion this same time next year. I'm trying not to worry about the future. I'm making my new mantra for 2024. I will not get upset about things that have not happened yet, which is easier said than done. One thing I do know for certain is you must take down your Christmas decorations before January 2nd or it's bad luck and your upcoming year will be cursed. I know this from experience because one bleak winter in Cleveland, I left my Christmas tree up until Valentine's Day and I was hoping it would cheer me up through the winter. It did not. Cleveland is very cold and very gray. And worse still, the following year was absolutely terrible. Probably coincidence, but take my advice and don't chance it. I debated on doing a year-end best-of list, but I admit it fits my whole list format pretty well, so here goes. First category, my top genres of TikTok and Instagram reels that I watch. Number one, professional pool technicians cleaning pools. Two, professional car detailers cleaning car interiors. Three, professional landscapers mowing overgrown lawns. Four, professional plumbers unclogging drains. Five, dermatologists popping pimples. My wife was watching over my shoulder one night and she said, that's what you watch? And I said, yeah, is that weird? And she said, no, but I think you have anxiety. Next category, putting on pants and going out. I don't go out much because I work a lot, babysitters are expensive, and going out is really, in and of itself, very expensive. Besides a handful of shows I was on and some open mics, I really only went out to a few different events. Number one, Ryan Hamilton at the Schrott Center. Ryan Hamilton gets compared to Seinfeld a lot because they tour together, but I don't think they're alike. First of all, I don't particularly care for Seinfeld. I think Ryan has a more unique comedic voice. He got hit by a bus in the last year, and he turned it all into a bunch of great, really funny material. Highly recommend. Number two, meet me at the altar at the Hi-Fi. This all-girl pop-punk band released a really good album this year, and then we went and saw them, and they put on a great show. I took my oldest son, and he loved it. Highly recommend. Number three, the Middle Ground Comedy Festival at Black Circle. Right in my own backyard in Indianapolis, I saw some outstanding comedians from all over the country and had a great time. And they also had like a full band rock shows indoors afterwards, and I just had a great time. Highly recommend. Next category, comedy specials. People were putting out comedy specials on YouTube this year, which was great since I didn't have to subscribe to any new streaming services to watch them. I whittled it down to my top three, which was hard, but I, I did it. Um, number one, Shane Torres, the blue-eyed Mexican. I've loved Shane Torres ever since his first album. Remember Guy Fieri? And I have been waiting patiently for more recorded material from him, and this was worth the wait. Number two, Gwen Sunkel, a two-person job. 
I laughed out loud so hard at one point in Gwen Sunkle's special that I had to pause and catch my breath. Plus, she's from Indianapolis, so I've met her, and she's nice. Number three, Nathan McIntosh, Money Never Wakes. One of my favorite Canadians, Nathan McIntosh, surprised me so much with how he made money the central thesis of this special and how he actually pulled it off. He made it work. Next category, books. I didn't read nearly enough this year. It's kind of embarrassing. But I met my Goodreads goal, you know, but uh, I didn't read a ton. But out of the few that I did read, here are the best ones. System Collapse by Martha Wells. If you haven't read any of the Murderbot novellas or novels, you're missing out. They're making it into a TV show, too. Number two, pulpy sci-fi novels by Marco Kluse and Joshua Dalzell. These are great because they aren't too worried about big themes. They just have lots of space battles, which is what I need at this point in my life. Next category, places to stress eat. Leonardo's on Michigan Road. They have good burritos, and more importantly, they're open 24 hours. I just find it comforting to know that you can get a burrito slash torta slash taco slash horchata at any hour of the day or night. Uh, and then the last category is best TV shows, and people will always talk about what shows they watch, um, which is a funny thing of our modern age. I watched a lot of TV this year, I admit. Our kids go to bed around 8.30, and there's not a lot for us to do after that, so we end up watching more TV than we realize. Number one, Will Trent. And these are not in ranked order. This is just the order I thought of them. Uh, number one, Will Trent on Hulu. This is kind of a dumb detective procedural, but I like the Will Trent character. He's more unique than a lot of characters on these type of shows. The show has a few unique quirks, such as Will's dyslexia and his relationship with his chihuahua, and some other fun side characters. Number two, Fargo on Hulu. I've only seen season five and it's not quite finished, but I really, I really like it so far. Juno Temple plays an abused wife trying to escape her old life and dealing with bad guys who are coming to get her in a way that feels a bit like Home Alone in the best possible way. Great side characters here too. Only a few more episodes left and I hope they can stick the landing. Number three, Star Trek. Strange New World slash Lower Decks on Paramount Plus. I've been trying to get the most out of my monthly Paramount Plus subscription, so I've watched selections from most of the different Star Treks. I've determined that I like the fun Star Treks the best, which is these two, Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks. Also, I'd like to see more of the Gorn. I hope Strange New Worlds Season 3 has a lot more of the Gorn. Number four, Shorzy on Hulu. Now, I've always loved Canada. People know this about me, so I've had a hard time not making this show uh, which is an underdog hockey team story, and his parents show Letterkenny my whole personality. Well, that was my list. I hope you had a fun year. hope everyone, you just make your own list. It's fun. It's therapeutic. Anyway, I hope everyone has a happy new year. Thank you for listening to Lists and other things that no one asks for. I post a new episode every Monday. If you prefer reading, this is also available as a Substack. You can find me on social media at Jesse Barbin. See you next week.